Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this special 200th episode, we're talking about presidential fun facts. So grab your little fellows. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 200th episode of Let's Get Civical. I am the 200th version of Lizzie oh my Stewart. God. Um, and I am the 200th fantastical being, Arden Wallentowski. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you are the fantastical being, that's for sure. Know. Um, yeah, I we are here. We're here at, at 200, which is B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I don't understand. I don't understand either. Don't I'm like, understand. wait a second. We've done three episodes. <laughs> We're still learning. We're still on a learning curve. We are always still learning. We will always be still learning. It's Anybody true. who's doing this and not still learning is just lying to themselves. Lying. It's lying. You're lying. You're lying. Happy 200th anniversary. Happy 200th anniversary, baby. Ah! I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So in honor of our 200th anniversary, Arden has prepared a surprise episode. What's it going to be? 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 be? I, I actually don't know. I'm about to find out what it's going to be, which I'm I'm so excited for. Um, can I look at my email now? You hold on one second. Are you I'm sending it? Okay. I'm sending it. I'm going to press. Okay. Gonna the sh- anticipation. I'm going to share with Lizzie. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine there what you decided to go with. There's so many options of what can bring me joy. Is it time? It's time. Oh, presidential fun facts. I know. Presidential fun facts. Yes. An episode, of course, of course, an episode full of fun facts Mm -hmm. is the only way this could have gone. This is a great, great idea because there's some fun, fun facts that we've uncovered throughout the the 200 episodes. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. You have, does everybody have a fun fact? No, not everybody has a fun fact. Okay, great. Um, we, yeah, I, trim the there's, fat. <laughs> there's so many, and I figured we could skip some of them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, like, I tried to pick things that, like, we really don't know or misconceptions or, like... Yes. You know, things that were particular to the president, not like, this was the first one to drive a car, because... 
Sure. Fine, but I don't really care. Like, tell yeah. tell me the dirt. I want to know the dirt. Give me the tea. Yeah, that's Give what I want. Give me the tea. Okay. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. You guys, we are. So I could do this at the top. This episode is about presidential fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. Ah! Wow. This is going to be great. Ugh. You know I, I know. love fun facts. I know. I tr- I entertained for a moment doing the very first Supreme Court case mm-hmm. and did a little bit of research around that. And basically everything I saw about it was like, listen, it was pretty underwhelming. It was yeah. basically about a finance deal. And I was like, Ugh. That's not a 200 That's episode. That's not a 200 episode. Yeah. Feel. That's like I the do feel know- we want. Yeah, I do know that court case. It was literally they heard oral arguments on a Tuesday and then decided it the next day. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Open and shut. So you know what? That's two episodes for the price of one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that's the that's the that's That's the the whole story. Yes, it was called West V Barnes, and there you go. Well, it's, I mean, it's apropos considering I'm drinking my tea out of my new Supreme Court mug, which I showed you. So to explain to our listeners, my fiance and I went to the New York Historical Society and they had this mug that has like very notable Supreme Court cases, like the titles of them all written on the mug. And when you fill it with hot water, the winners are the only ones that are left. So the the people who lost the case disappear and it's just the winners. So we have Bush v. Gore. We have um, Loving v. Virginia. We have Roe v. Wade. We have Marbury v. Madison, one of our favorites here. Plessy v. Ferguson, like Brown v. Board. It's all Miranda v. Arizona. Like crazy. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I love that mug. I am drinking out of a mug that says... Do epic shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do today. And that's what we're going to do today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do epic shit with these fun facts, do you yes. want to talk about your sources for the fun facts? Oh I see one that already makes me smile. Yep. 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 <laughs> Go we've, off. So we've we've got history.com. We had to. Of course. Uh, of course. We cannot do a 200th episode without her. No. We've got Nat Geo Kids. One Love of my her. Favorites. One of the faves because we are children. A fantastic... Like, listicle, basically, by Christine Solomon from Reader's Digest. Love. And I believe this is the first time we've ever used... First time. Twitter account as a source. But mm-hmm. I felt good about it because it's okay. the White House History Twitter. They do have a blue check. And Love. I think you will fully <laughs> appreciate and should use the, the photo that's associated with this tweet thread as part of the post. Um, okay. When we get to it, you'll see why I was like, oh, this needs its own separate little research moment. Love it. Love it. Was it. Great. I always yeah. trust you. You tell me this is the source and I'll go, I'll die for it. I'll die for White House <laughs> history Twitter. I was like, I need to follow them. They are they Hell are pretty yeah. cool. Hell yeah. Um, I did not distribute the notes in our usual format because- I see that. I figured we could be a boop, like bounce back and forth. Sure. We can like each, each take a dude. President. Yeah. yeah. Let's each yes. take a dude. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, you go first. Okay. You let you go first. Okay. Okay. It feels like Christmas. It's like my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like this is my birthday party. <laughs> Um, okay, well, we're going to start with uh, the only person we could possibly start with when it comes to presidential fun facts, and that is George Washington, head full of wood himself, let's go. 
So fun facts about George Washington. So our first U.S. president and Revolutionary War hero was an enthusiastic dog breeder, particularly of hunting hounds to which he gave names like Sweet Lips <laughs> and oh. Drunkard. Love. Come here, Sweet Lips. It's, come here, come here. <laughs> it's come time here. for not, dinner. Not you, honey. No, no, the dog. Drunkard, over there. <laughs> over there. Okay. Um, yeah. This this checks out yeah. for old GW. Yeah. Oh, this is a fun, fun mm-hmm. fact. Next fun fact about GW. George Washington's teeth were made of something more disturbing than wood. Mm-hmm. Okay, debunking, debunking. Yes, yes. It's a popular misconception that our first president's teeth were made of wood. In fact, they were made of something even more horrifying. Other people's teeth. Oh, wait, this does ring a bell. Likely those of slaves or impoverished people, the dentures apparently also contained ivory. Wood would have been better. Yeah, wood would have been better. Wood would have been better. (laughs) No. Man, I don't think we talk about enough the fact that George Washington, for everything that he accomplished... Is gross. It's gross. We don't talk about it enough. Like, no. Like, we're not, we're not putting, like, I mean, yes, accomplishments, yeah, love to see sure. it. Love right. his work. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. I think we're in denial about how gross the founding fathers were as, like, a collective. Oh, collectively, 100%. Oh, yes. Like, these, these dentures, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So gross. I don't want to oh have any my part God. of it. I don't oh, want to have any part of it. Can you imagine the smell? <sighs> yeah, right. Because it's they're already dead. It's not like they're, they're attached to dead. anything. How how would it how would it stay in his mouth? Because you know, like grand like grandparent dentures now like lay they're fit to lay over the existing yeah. gum. I mean, so I think it, it was like a a thing that they put in. I mean, I don't know. I bet there's a picture of them somewhere. Uh, Hold on, let's see. Let's see. Oh my god! I also wonder where they are. Like, are they in Dentures. some kind of? Let's see if they still exist. Box and Library of Congress. Oh, oh. Martin, it's worse than you think. It's worse than you think. Oh no! Oh. Google it. Google what it. did you Google? George Washington dentures. George Washington's dentures, and then I went to Google images. Um, it's it's horrific. It's literally like out of a Saw movie. Oh no! You guys, no, no, nope, don't want that. Nope. Why is it like that? I Why don't is it like that? I don't like oh. this at all. Oh my god! I think I would rather have no teeth and just. I drink think soup. I would rather have no teeth. Oh, oh. my god! Oh, I that like we're not talking about this enough. Mm, no. Wow! I can't believe we've never looked at this before. No, we've misled Ugh. the public. Y'all. On what quote wooden teeth? You wish it was wood. You, you wish, wish it was, it was wood. wood. Yeah, this is some Ooh. saw horror movie. It's like Saw three shit. Like yeah, it's really not horrific. Good. Okay, you guys, we're only on the first president. Fun Ooh, fact. That was a ru- that was a that was a doozy of a first was... uh, fun fact for the president. <sighs> okay, oh, it's all you. It's all me. Okay, great. I'm gonna do James Madison. Love. This is just a funny one because I was like, "This he's so tiny." 
Yeah. Hello, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. Hello, baby. Uh, Madison was the shortest president at 5'4 mm. and weighed barely over 100 pounds. Short king. Short king. Short king Danny DeVito. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. What if Danny DeVito played James Madison in the movie of his life? <laughs> I would literally <laughs> I would literally finance it myself. Huh? Absolutely. I would finance that film myself. Oh, my God. I... Yeah, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Sweet James Madison, Short King. Short King. Okay. Let's talk about our infamous president who never got a hug, John Quincy Adams, JQA. <laughs> Fun facts about him. Oh, my God. They're good. These two are good. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I was like, these have to be for you. John Quincy Adams approved a real-life journey to the center of the earth. Hell yes. yeah. Hell yes. yeah. Yes, he did. Back in the 1800s, little was known about our planet. In the absence of scientific evidence, some people believed in some pretty kooky theories, like the idea that planet Earth is actually hollow. (laughs) That's planet Earth. (laughs) Hello. Our sixth president, John Quincy Adams, was on board with this theory. The commander-in-chief even signed off on a proposed expedition by fellow hollow earther and would-be explorer to the Earth's, quote, empty core. But when Andrew Jackson was voted into office four years later, he put the kibosh on the journey that never was. Such a shame. Such a shame. I would have loved to have seen them try this. Could you imagine? I want to know what the plan, like, what's the plan? I know, what was the plan? To just start digging? Right. Just keep going. Just keep going. I love this, like, because there's obviously (laughs) flat earthers. I've never heard of a hollow earther. No. (laughs) And I'm, I am happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, my God. And of course, it was John Quincy Adams because he never got a hug from his mother. Never got a hug from his mother. Had, like, this is what happens when you are so overcasted by somebody's shadow. You have to do shit like dig into the center of the earth. (laughs) In order to just stand out from stand the out from the crowd, maybe yeah. my mother will love me. Imagine, imagine Andrew Jackson, who I despise, coming into office and looking at his papers, like get, getting up to speed and being presented with this thing that is in motion and being like, oh, ab- "No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> um, that's hard. No, on that, we're gonna, we're gonna not just dig until we find." empty space yeah right, right, I'm, just, right. like, I'm so curious though so it's like i wonder if they thought after a certain amount of soil right it was just like cavernous, cavernous? space right like a cave yeah and then and, like and then you would like fall through the cave right until you hit the other end because i guess uh, i guess they weren't flat earthers no because they they understood was, yeah that like that there was there was shape to <laughs> things in space like we've already had galileo like we this is yeah. after that we, we, we got so we know that. that there's circles spheres in yeah. space yeah yeah i love it Hell yeah. yeah no that was a good okay, one so that's, that was a great that's find. fun fact number one yeah second fun fact about john quincy adams is that oh hell yeah he loved to skinny dip mm-hmm. you go off while in office, their sixth president often swam in the Potomac River, and he preferred to do so in the buff. 
Adams was an early riser, and in his diaries, he wrote of waking at about 4 a.m. and taking a morning dip, nude. Though it sounds risque now, skinny dipping was apparently common in the 1800s. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, because like, we didn't have spandex. Like, what would right. they... <laughs> There's no swim trunks. No. It's, it's, it's pantaloons for right. days. Which would drown days. you. Drown you. Right. Drown you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this doesn't... This He strikes me as somebody who would have no problem with people seeing him naked. No. Not because he thinks he's hot, but because he literally just couldn't give a shit what you think. Can I tell you a story? Always. Is it about skinny dipping? <laughs> uh, no, but it's about a naked man. Okay, great. Yeah. Go off. So we, the floor's so, yours. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, Caroline and I had our two-year anniversary, and we went out to the Ace Hotel last Love yesterday. It. And we got a, a good room, and it faced – like an apartment, like a apartment complex across the way, but that makes it seem very cute and quaint. It was just like a plethora of open windows with balconies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we looked out. And we were like, Caroline's like, is that guy naked? I think he mm-hmm. just got out of the, like he's walking around naked. No, and we were like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, it's like, and he's got the dude thing, like the tan up top and the white butt, you know, like sure, just, sure, sure, yep, and just walking around naked and doing like a John Quincy Adams, like just standing in front yeah. of his window. And I was like, I, I think he's probably a gay, like you know, like a gay man, like standing mm-hmm. in front of the window, like you know, parading. And Caroline was like, no, that dude's straight, like only a straight man. <laughs> True. Walk around like I don't give a fuck. Look at that. This it's is true. just me. This is just my dick. You know. Yeah, like <laughs> it, the like the different relationship between Kyle and I, and like being nude when nudity isn't required is like vast. Like Kyle will <laughs> walk around nude, and I'm just like fucking get your clothes on. Like I like like I I'm nude like. When I get out of the shower, like I'm in the shower, yes, and then yes. I get out of the shower, I put a towel on, and I like continue, you know, I continue about. Kyle will like towel off, and then pers- and then it's just like we'll get dressed whenever it happens. I'm like, I'm like, oh, get dressed, and like we'll go through the we'll walk through the windows, and I'm like, what? Put your clothes on, or like, or like sometimes I'll walk in and he's stripped like. He'll be getting into the shower eventually, but he strips himself completely naked before, like, with, with like, 15 minutes before he's actually going to get into the shower. <laughs> Whereas, like, I just get completely naked right before, before I'm, I'm going to get into the, the shower. shower. Right, 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 right. But no, he's, like, if he's, like, he'll get completely naked and be like, oh, I wanted to do, like, a face mask before getting in the shower. And then we'll just, like, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Shout out to my beloved and my betrothed. Oh my god! I'm, I'm, I'm calling you out on your nudity. And he, and he thinks I'm crazy. Like I don't know. I think I'm sure That's everybody so has a side. They have yes. like their their relationship with nudity. But I I think I I must be just more conservative about my nudity. Moving on to a president I don't think ever probably got nude at all. Martin Van Buren. Martin mm. Van Buren was the first president to be born an American. All previous presidents were originally British subjects, having been born prior to 1776. Fun fact, I have been to Martin Van Buren's yes. house and his and his grave 
because it's in kind of near Hudson, New York. It's uh, I forget what there's. It's like in a small town. I forget what the town is called. But yeah, his house is like it's a really beautiful house. Mm. And the history of Martin Van Buren and what he did as president and also after being president is very interesting because it's just not one that you learn about a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I saw the bed that he died in oh. and, um, his grave. So oh. rest in peace. And it was, it's owned by the National Park Service and you know, we love them. Shout out to the National Park Service. Shout out to NPS. Yeah. Okay. Next fun fact. Zachary Taylor. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Zachary yep. Taylor. First of all, his nickname, old rough and ready. <laughs> oh yeah. Strong. Which Same. Old Rough and Ready never voted in an election prior to being on the ballot himself. Love that fun fact for I him. I love that He's fun like, fact. He's like, I'm not him. interested in democracy <laughs> no, no. until I'm in democracy. Because you know what? I am interested in me. Right. Me. I'm interested in moi. Mm-hmm. Love that. Next fun fact about a president Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Also known as Honest Abe. Friendly Abraham, Abraham referred to on the show as Abraham, which is the correct nickname. Correct, correct historical nickname. nickname. Yeah, it's in the books. He was the tallest president at six four, which is a full foot taller than our friend James Madison. Yeah, who was an itty bitty little boy. Yeah, it's thought that Abraham Lincoln may have had Marfan syndrome, which is a genetic disorder that causes people to be very tall, thin, and long limbed. Huh. Because, and this is why I say, huh, I mean, it could be, but I'm also like, I guess this is also the context of now, like 6'4 isn't crazy now, No, but I guess then it might've been crazy. You know, like I wouldn't see a 6'4 guy and be like, hey, he's, he has a genetic disorder. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, you'd be like, all right, hot point number one. All right. I'm like, all right, you're on, you are close to the perfect height uh, to, for me. Right. At 5'7". At I think it has more to do for Abraham about like the long limbs. Like maybe he had a very, sure. a very mild case of Marvin. Well, syndrome. there's no, there's definitely like when you look at Abe, there there is like a, a skeletal yes vibe about him. So I wouldn't be surprised. But on his height alone, I'm like six right. four is now average. Not it's not average. It's above average, but it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Tall drink of water. Tall drink of water. Abraham Lincoln. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, let's talk about one of our favorite enemies of the show, Andrew Johnson. So fun fact about Andrew Johnson. Here we go. Though one of the few presidents without a pet, of course, of course. doesn't have love in his heart, Johnson apparently cared for a family of White House mice, which he called the Little Fellows. Okay, Cinderella, get a grip. Like, get a dog like everybody else. Imagine, imagine being so lonely because everybody hates you that you have to care for mice in order to have some companionship. That's Andrew Johnson's legacy. So let's leave some cheese for the little fellows. Oh man, the little fellows. The little fellows. Not creative. No. Not cre- I saw Cute. the little fellows today. I mean, he could have killed them. You know, like he, he could have been like, them. "Here's your little spot of cheese, crush." You know, but he's yeah. cared for them. Okay, and Johnson. I know. I know. So Ulysses S. Grant was the 18th president of the United States, and he was given a $20 speeding ticket. Hell yeah. For riding his horse and buggy too fast down a street in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir, slow down. I wonder, was this during his presidency or do we not I know? do believe it was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love to that. To ticket Listen. the president of the United States? Look, Listen. Nobody's above the law? No. We used to believe that back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reckless buggy driving. I love it. <laughs> And 20 bucks. Like, that's not... That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Because, I mean, now, if you get a speeding ticket, I mean, it depends. But, like, I feel like I got a speeding ticket in New York, you know, and they just, like, snap your your plate number and send it to you. Yeah, we know. (laughs) Kyle is bankrupting us with his lead foot, let me tell you. Because they've now, they've got red light, they've got red light cameras and they got speed speed trap cameras. So, it's like once or twice a month we get a fucking... Letter from the Department of Motor Vehicles. And Kyle and I have to, because they send you, yeah, like this, the snapshot of like the yeah. evidence and it's just a picture of your car. Car, right. And like the time and the speed that it was going. And so Kyle and I have to deduce which one of us was driving at the time because we're not paying each other's tickets. And it's 100% of the time, Ben Kyle, <laughs> who's gotten <laughs> speeding tickets. <gasps> like not like being pulled over speeding, just like, no. you know, a red but- light. Camera but that's speeding. What I feel right, but I feel like that I appreciate that about New York because if you get pulled, it's it is you don't know about it until after, so you don't have the like the panic yeah. of a state trooper pulling yeah. out and following and like putting on the sirens, and you're like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Yeah, you what just like get to go about your merry day, and then all of a sudden yeah. you get a letter in the mail. They're like, you now owe us seventy five dollars, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. That's fine. Because you know what yeah. doesn't do? Go on my license. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, like, but the, I, for, I mean, I forget what it is in New York City. Um, But yeah. Like it's $50 if it's speeding. Uh-huh. And then I think it's 60 or maybe 75 if you run a red light. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> and we, and, and don't we know at this house the difference? <laughs> Like, I literally, like, you think I'm joking? I have one right here. Oh, my God, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm showing Arden a a letter. Can you hear that? That's the letter Ah! from the Department of Transportation for a violation. My gosh. Going 11 over the speed limit. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> okay, but here's a question. Was he nude while he was doing it? Of course. Of course. He's disgusting. <laughs> love you. Babe, if you're listening, love you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about James Garfield uh, fun facts. James Garfield could write in Greek with one hand and Latin with the other. Interesting. The ambidextrous James Garfield could write in two languages simultaneously. What? Latin and Greek. He taught both languages while attending the acclaimed Williams College in Massachusetts, where he was later named president before going on to be elected as the 20th president of the United States. So he could at the same time. Right. Right. Which the fact like if it's people who can write with both hands at the same time, A, already flooring. The fact sure. that he could write in two different, different languages, languages? Uh, just beyond my capability to comprehend. The fact that one of them is Greek and one is Latin. Latin. Mm-hmm. Both dead. Astounding. Astounding. Yeah. I I feel like that he sh- if he I don't know what James Garfield's platform was, but I think that's <laughs> all he needed to run on. <laughs> oh yeah. Look at me. Look at me. Writing. Both hands. Like that's do that at a presidential debate and answer no questions. Answer no questions. Because all you all you have to say is I could do double the work in the same amount of time. Watch. Yeah. Look at me signing things. Both Talk hands. about a party trick. Hell yeah. Oh, Go off what James a great, Garfield. What a great party trick. All right, next fun fact about James Garfield. This one's gross. Mm-hmm. His spine was on display at a museum. Aww. So at the National Museum of Health and Medicine in Washington, D.C., the spine of President Garfield was displayed along with other medical oddities in 2000. A bullet hole from his 1881 assassination is clearly visible. So yes, if you haven't listened to our episode on the assassination of Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield, James Garfield, you simply must. You simply must. It's, it's very must. fun and wild. We yes. just really medically fucked him over right we let him die (laughs) we basically killed him he's the one where the shooter was like i shot him but y'all killed him y'all killed him and i said that in a court of law because your doctor i'm like that's a ball these motherfuckers (laughs) i shot him but like that messiness that's all you that's all you that's on you uh shout out to james garfield and his spine and his spine that was on display in the year 2000 2000 i mean Y2K. Crazy things were happening. (laughs) We we all thought it was going to go away. We thought we were going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally fair. It's totally fair. So, oh, this is the one that has the, the, this is the one about the White House. um, I use the White House history Twitter account, which is super Okay, go off. Okay, so it's unlikely president that we never really talk about, Benjamin Harrison. Benjamin Harrison, President Harrison, was the first president to hire a female White House staffer. Go off, Ben. Yes. And he was Thank president you. from 1889 to 1893. Yeah, when it was not it cute was not to hire fashionable to not hire fashionable. people with Virginias. Yeah. So, um, and this is where I was like, well, who was this female White House staffer? She can't be unnamed. Yeah. Tell me about her. Who is she? Who is who she? Is she? She was um, a stenographer to President Harrison and is believed to be the first woman employed at the White House in an office position. Yes. Sanger served as Harrison's secretary and stenographer in Indianapolis prior to his inauguration. She worked for his campaign during the election of 1888 and became an essential part of the White House staff. 
Her position included the transcription of documents and speeches and writing, quote, all the president's personal letters. Ms. Sanger's annual salary was $1,600, and she was recognized by local newspapers as an able stenographer. <laughs> That's what I, I am a willing and able to st- stenographer. <laughs> In fact, the Evening Star wrote that she was, quote, a living contradiction to the slander that a woman cannot keep a secret. She never betrayed a trust of any kind, close quote. They're snitches. All of them snitches. 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 Bitches are snitches. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Alice Sanger continued under President Harrison until his loss to Grover Cleveland in the election of 1892. Sanger then worked as a stenographer under President Cleveland until he transferred her to the post office department. It appears that Sanger continued to work for the post office throughout the 1930s after setting a precedent for the employment of women in White House positions. Hell yeah. Yes. Shout out to Alice Sanger. Shout yes. out. Yes. And the, the White House History Twitter account was so good. And there's a picture on there of her, like, working on the second floor of the White House with these dudes. Mm-hmm. And it's a great photo. It's a great photo. Hell yeah. Love that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the big boy himself, oh William Howard Taft. What you got? Well, here we go. Fun fact. So William Howard Taft took a custom bathtub on a trip to Panama. I, too, have been to Panama, (laughs) and I did not take a custom bathtub. The legend goes that our 27th president once got stuck in a bathtub and had to be pulled out by six men. Although President William Taft did weigh 340 pounds at his heaviest, I know, at his heaviest, this story is wholly false. Bummer. I know. But... It probably stemmed from Taft's very true affinity for baths. Literally same. (laughs) In fact, he ordered a seven foot long tub that weighed a literal ton to be built and placed aboard the USS North Carolina so he could luxuriate in it on his way to Panama. Okay, I I feel you doing this. I feel myself in William Howard Taft, Mm -hmm. a soul sister among soul sisters. I am, I am whelmed. I am whelmed by this. The idea, the idea that he was like, I love Beth so much that I'm not going to be uncomfortable on whatever is aboard the USS North Carolina. We're going to, ins- a seven foot tub. That is a ginormous tub. That is a, that's a jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh my God. I wish, I wish I could show William Howard Taft. A jacuzzi tub. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? He would never get out of it. He would never get out of it? No. Ugh. Shout out. Shout out to tubs. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Take a bath, y'all. Take a bath. If you're They're stressed, really good. It's, especially now in the wintertime, like a hot bath, some yeah. Epsom salt, yeah. some like essential oils, y'all. Yeah. Put a face mask on. Take a bath. Yes. Take a bath. Take care of yourselves in a bath. Take care of yourself. Ugh. Hell yeah. Yeah. Warren G. Harding. Mm. was president from 1921 to 1923. Very brief stint. Prior to taking office, he wrote a series of lurid love letters to his mistress, mm. the wife of one of his best friends. The OG sexting. <laughs> OG sexting. Oh, I love wow. your pantaloons. I want to see what you have under your pantaloons. Yeah, what's lurid in 1921? It's like, ooh, I want to I wanna touch your silky bodice. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to untie your corset. corset. <laughs> I want to see what lies under your skirt. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell me I want to imagine it. That's part of the fun. Didn't he die? Yeah. 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 Poor Warren. I mean, not poor Warren. Like, I, you, you, you would be yeah, a little yeah. sleazy to your wife. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Love mm-hmm. lurid love letters. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, uh, favorite on the show, Harry S. Truman, uh, very busy president. Yeah. So this fun fact, I actually did know this fun fact, and it's kind of bananas. The S in Harry S. Truman was just an initial. It did not stand for any name. The same is true of Ulysses S. Grant, where the S didn't stand for anything for him either. Just a bunch of presidents with a bunch of S's. It's a bunch of, I mean, it's I just would, S. It's just S. I would love the like, especially for Ulysses S. Grant, because he's such like like he was a general and what. Mm-hmm. If it was like Stuart, Stuart Ulysses like my name? Stuart Grant, yes, but like yeah. a boy or or but not like spelled like that, like the U A R T, like. Okay, I'm offended, but yeah, go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> Stuart as a boy, I picture as like a little meek. Like Stuart Little. Because you're thinking of Stuart Little. Yes. <laughs> you're thinking of the mouse that lives with Andrew Johnson. <laughs> One of the little fellows. One of the little, One of the little fellows. fellows. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I wonder if that was like, like a common a thing, thing. Like a right. common thing of the time where right. you just had initials that didn't stand for anything. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, though. It is. This one I loved. I mean, I think I feel like we generally don't love a Gerald Ford moment, but he sure. had some really fun fun facts yeah. about him. Yeah. So Gerald Ford, president from 74 to 77, 1974 to 1977, I should be clear, was a star football player at the University of Michigan. That doesn't surprise me. I I guess when I was doing this, I was like, right, he was the model. Once like, you remember once I... that he's a model, which I know you're going to talk about later. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. literally like an all-American. Right. Like, that's his that's his image. Right. So it, it adds up for me. Got it. He turned down offers from both the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. That's shocking. 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 Did not want to go pro. Did not want to Probably go pro. Probably should have. Would have saved us a lot of um, <laughs> strife. <laughs> And himself and history. Yeah. And all of the history book writers. I wonder if at any point he was like going through the Nixon uh, resignation and all of that stuff where he was like, God, I wish I just signed with the Packers, man. Right, right, right. I just just want to play football. I could be in a locker room right now or calling football games. I could be coaching shit. I could be coaching. I could be coaching. You could be be coaching. coaching. Mm -hmm. But here I I am making a name for myself as the guy who pardoned Nixon. Yeah. Other fun fact about Gerald Ford, which we have talked about in the past, was that he was a model. It's amazing. Lest we forget, he was a model, and he modeled on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine, Me Too. Mm. Before he became our nation's 38th president, Ford had a side gig as a model. In 1942, shortly after joining the Navy, he landed an uncredited spot on the cover of Cosmo in his uniform. Another fun fact, it was during this time that he met that he met and went on to marry a fellow model, Elizabeth Bloomer, she became known to Americans as First Lady Betty Ford. 
I have to say, I don't care what time period you're in, two models getting together and getting married, I think should be illegal. Yeah. Agreed. You know, I'm like, spread some hotness around. Yeah. No, this is unfair to the rest of us. Unfair. Unfair. But yes, uh, Vogue model uh, Gerald Ford, we love to see it. <laughs> um, oh. I know. Ooh. I know. I had Ooh. to do one about him, and this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. We're going to talk about best friend of the show, Jimmy James Earl Carter Jr., who was obviously president from 1977 to 1981. So his fun fact, which I did not know this, but did it not of know. course makes sense. Yes. Jimmy Carter believed in UFOs. In 1973, Four years before becoming the 39th president of the United States, Jimmy Carter filed a report of a UFO sighting in 1969 in Georgia. He called it the darndest thing I've ever seen. He promised, if elected president, to disclose government information about UFOs, but backpedaled while in office. I love What do you know, Jimmy? What do you know? We know you know. We know you know. We know you know. I'm like, of course. What I love about us as a collective nation is that we all agree that aliens exist, that Area 51 has aliens, and that all of the presidents know about it. And we're kind of fine with that. We're like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, if is there anybody out there actively making a case that there are not aliens at this point? I'm like... No, don't you don't so. hear no. about it. No, that's true. And Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Carter, like Jimmy Carter, of uh, 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 on the forefront of U.S. Forefront. of UFO confirmations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially in at this time period, it's like it's not like there's a ton of air traffic, right? Right. Know. Right. Like to, to mistake things. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. It's just in a Georgia plane on the way to. Napa. Yeah. No, no. Mm-hmm. This next one surprised me. Oh. But after thinking about it, I was like, okay, this kind of tracks. So Bill Clinton, president from 1993 to 2001, was an expert, at least at the time, on My Little Pony. Okay. Which tracks okay. because Chelsea would have been young, so he probably yeah. would have been watching things with her, which then leads me to believe that he's like... A good father who like mm. took an interest in his daughter's life, even as yeah. if it only went so far yeah. as My Little Pony. So, yeah. During a segment on the NPR show, wait, wait, don't tell me. Forty-second President Bill Clinton was quizzed about the animated movie My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic. To the amazement of his hosts, he nailed all three questions and won a prize on behalf of the listener for whom he was playing. Wow. What was the prize? I want to know. What was the prize? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. And my little pony set or something. Yeah, something my little something pony my related. little pony. I love that. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, last fun fact. Last fun fact, and it's about our current president, uh, Joseph Biden, who is currently president. So this is because this I didn't know until uh, he was running for president. Actually, yeah. But now I think it's pretty common knowledge, but he overcame a debilitating childhood stutter after enduring bullying over the condition in grade school. So when he was a kid, stutter, stutter, stutter. And I mean, to this day, he still stutters. You can like see him 
stuttering. But I didn't even know that that was a thing until he was running for president. Because I forget somebody was making yeah. fun of him and, you know, some of the speech patterns that are a result of him, his like stuttering right. um, work. And uh, I was like, oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. I had I no know. idea. I, I think I knew that, but had forgotten. And mm. I was like, oh, this is just like a nice, a nice, remi- a nice reminder that, you know, sometimes people have like lasting, not consequences, but there are things that last and endure for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, you, you know, you wouldn't necessarily look at Joe Biden and be like, oh, that he used to stutter as a kid. No, no. Sure. You might just be like, that's an odd way to talk. Very odd way to talk. Well, it's also a reminder of like like those sorts of things. You know, any type of speech impediment type of issue is not a reflection of intellect, intelligence, or yeah. intellect. Like literally any of it, it's truly yeah. just a communication thing. And yeah. I think it was a reminder that like just because there's somebody stutters doesn't mean that they're not fucking smart, right? Y'all, no. don't bully. Don't bully. You know, like no. if you if you got kids, tell them not to be little shits. Don't bully. Do Don't not bully. wear other people's teeth as part of your dentures. Oh, oh! If we're talking about learnings from today, <sighs> takeaways. Don't bully. No. One. Number two. Don't wear other people's teeth. Don't wear other people's teeth. Number three. Don't be Andrew Johnson. Just no, in general. Just in general. Don't do that. Number four, uh, go if pro. You have an opportunity to to go pro. Go pro. go pro. Always go pro over becoming the president of the United States. Number five, take a bath. Take a bath. Take a bath. Yes. Take a bath. Number six, if you get a, if you get a, if you there's an attempted assassination on your life, be sure that the person who is um, giving you medical assistance. Knows what they're doing. Right. Um, cause because if the bullet doesn't kill you, they will. The doctor James will. Yep. Garfield, James Garfield taught us that. Yep. Number seven, if you don't know what to give a middle name for your kid, just pick a letter. Pick a letter. Many letter. Just pick a letter. It's great. If it's good enough for two presidents, it's good enough for your kid. That's right. That's Number right. eight, I think skinny dip. Yep. If you skinny wish. Dip. That's good. That's good. Number number nine, UFOs, probably real. Probably real. Oh, for sure. For sure. And number 10, whether you're 5'4 or 6'4, you could be president of the United States. And with that, that has been our 200th episode of Let's Get Civical. If you've been joining us this whole time, literally wow. Wow. Literally wow. Cannot get over. We're so whelmed. We're overwhelmed, I would say. Um, We love you so, so much. If you've just arrived... Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We hope you stay. And anybody, everybody, if you like what you hear, rate and review and subscribe. DM us if you want to hear about an episode topic. We literally always do requests. Right. We always do requests. I don't think we've said no. We've not said no. We've not said no. Because the requests have been actually really amazing. Really good. Our yeah. listeners are Our finger on, on the pulse. And- they know what they want and they're not and they ashamed they to want. ask. And it's yeah. usually pretty good. It's usually pretty good. So with that said, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Again, rate, review, subscribe. 
We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.